Welcome to the Glowing Health Show. I'm your host, Chayla, nutritionist and gut health specialist, helping you get to the root cause of your bloating, breakouts, and digestive issues. Each week, I'll be sharing information and inspiration with simple and effective strategies for all things health, mindset, and personal growth. Get ready to uplevel your health, ditch your symptoms, and glow from the inside out. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Glowing Health Show. My name is Chayla. I am a nutritionist and gut health expert, and I'm so happy to be on the podcast with you today. Um, Yeah, this topic that I'm going to talk about today is one that I've probably talked about all month and something I talk about pretty much every January, every new year, Um, not only with my clients, but um, the women in my community. And also people in my everyday life, because as soon as they find out I'm a nutritionist, they have questions about this topic. And that topic is weight loss. Yeah, I know, mind-blowing, right? Who would talk about weight loss in January? But it is such an important topic because it is so misunderstood in the industry. Um, I worked in the supplement industry for about eight years before um, I got into nutrition or became a nutritionist. And um, yeah, it was, it's a huge moneymaker. I mean, it is a multi-billion dollar business. And um, that's because weight loss diets and pills and quick fixes don't work. Yeah, that's the sad reality. It's such a big business because people keep coming back. They keep pumping on in more money because they don't get those lasting results they want. And the whole industry is set up in a way that they won't ever give you lasting results because if you have lasting results, you no longer need to pay money in order to lose weight. And that wouldn't be a very good business now, would it? Yeah, they're not really in the, you know, support to better people's lives business. They're in the money-making business. So, yeah, I wanted to talk about weight loss a bit. I wanted to talk about about the do's and the don'ts, which is something that I constantly see in the business. Like, trust me, there are a lot of do's and don'ts, and this could be a very long podcast. So, I just wanted to touch on a few different key points where I feel would really help a lot of the listeners on here. Um So yeah, let's start with the don'ts. So the first one is don't count calories. Yeah, don't count calories. I know calories has been a staple in weight loss for many, many years. And here's the thing about calories. Calories were not invented for human use. They were made in a lab and they were used to measure the energy Um, energy molecules in certain foods. So the energy component of certain foods. This model was never meant to be measured on people because it really doesn't work the same way. And here's why. Firstly, not all calories are equal. You can take 100 calories of broccoli and 100 calories of chocolate And they're going to have different nutrients. They're going to have different fiber contents, mineral contents, vitamin contents, and different nutrients. And also your body is going to respond differently if you eat 100 calories of broccoli versus 100 calories of chocolate. If you're going to eat 100 calories of broccoli, your body's going to get fiber. It's going to get minerals, vitamins, nutrients that it needs. If it's going to eat 100 grams of chocolate, it's not going to get any of those things. Because, you know, chocolate is highly processed. If 
like I'm talking about a regular milk chocolate bar you buy in the store, chock full of sugar, um, you know, regular milk products. Uh, there's no nutrients in that. So if you eat the 100 grams of chocolate, you're still going to crave nutrients, which means you're still going to be hungry, which means you're still going to crave food. So in that sense, calories aren't equal because food isn't equal. Every different food has different nutrient components and your body reacts to those nutrient components differently. So if you are just looking at calories, you could be really hungry on, you know, a certain calorie diet or you could be really full on a certain calorie diet. So you really have to judge the food and the nutrients instead of the calories. I know this is a hard switch over for a lot of people um, that are doing weight loss diets, but it's really important because as soon as you start looking at food as nutrients rather than calories, your whole mindset around food changes. So instead of counting your calories, count your nutrients. You know, how much fiber am I getting each day? Because fiber is going to keep you full, feeling satisfied. It's going to regulate your blood sugar, make sure that you're not having um, irregular insulin spikes and getting food cravings. It's going to give your body vitamins, minerals, antioxidants to heal, to regenerate, to grow. And all these things are the perfect environment for you to manage your weight and find your optimal weight. I don't like using the word weight loss because I feel it's, you know... (laughs) everyone has a different set point for their weight. No one has the same body, Um, you know, fat loss, which is the ideal goal for everyone that's trying to lose weight is different for everyone. So, you know, I always say I want women to find their ideal weight for them, for their body. And when you're eating nutrient dense foods, that is more likely to happen because your body recognizes the foods that it's eating um, and it knows what to do with it. It knows what to do with the vitamins, minerals, and fiber. It doesn't know what to do with processed food and sugar. So um, yeah, count your nutrients instead of your calories. Another thing about calories in terms of counting is it's kind of pointless because you know when we're looking at calories for weight loss, we're looking at how many calories we're eating and how many calories we're burning. So in terms of how many calories we're eating, we're really expecting food to be equal in calories. And what I mean by that is if you have a bag of apples, if you have five different apples, you expect each of those apples to be, you know, we'll say a hundred calories, you know, a hundred calories. Each of those are going to be hundred calories. But if you're going to look at them in terms of nutrients, each of those apples are going to be different. They're not all going to have the same amount of fiber. They're not going to have the same amount of sugar. They're not going to have the same amount of nutrients because that's going to depend. How long was it ripened on the tree? When was it picked? How old is it? You know, all of those things factor into nutrient quality. So not all of those apples are going to be a hundred calories anyway. You can't really put that scientific data that they're using in the lab to measure the energy of food into if your body is going to accept that energy, if it's just going to be a hundred calories for your body, if that makes sense. The other way is how we measure calorie expenditure. And that is, you know, if you go work out and you're burning, you know, 500 calories in an hour, um, you know, we, we judge that. Um, We also have our basal metabolic rate, which is, you know, you calculate how much your body is burning um, per day without you doing anything. So your basal metabolic rate will be like how much your body burns in calories just for you to stay alive, how much it takes for you to breathe air, how much it takes for your heart to beat, for you to run your body regularly if you just lay in bed and did nothing. And the issue with this is that 
we all have different days. You even don't have the same day. You don't get up every morning and have the same day. I mean, sure, you may like get ready, go to work, come home, make dinner, put the kids to bed, whatever it may be, but your exact steps are not the same. And also your metabolism, your internal metabolism isn't the same. You don't always get the same amount of good rest. You don't always drink the same amount of water. You don't eat the same amount of foods. Um, you don't get the same amount of nutrients. You're not in the same frame of mind. You may be stressed. You may be you know, relaxed. You know, There may be so many different variables in terms of you burning calories that day. So when you're putting it into exact numbers, it just doesn't work that way, which is why counting calories is kind of pointless. Like I do understand that if you eat you know, way over your calorie amount, you're going to gain weight and you eat way under calorie amount, you're going to lose weight. But when we're getting to the nitty gritty of like trying to count every single calorie, um, it just, it's not going to do it. So I recommend just scrapping it all together and just focus on nutrients, focus on eating more nutrient dense foods. Those are your whole foods, your fruits, your vegetables, your beans, your grains, your nuts, your seeds, anything that is going to give you fiber, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and those nutrients. And that is what is going to help you manage your weight. So the second don't on my list is don't cut out food groups. So this kind of goes into, you know, really popular fad diets like keto diet and paleo diet. Um, you know, any diet that says, hey, I'm going to demonize an entire food group, you know, is not an ideal. You know, we don't need to be afraid of fats. Fats are very healthy for our body. They are required for hormones to function. They are required for our body to function. Same with carbs. Don't demonize carbs. Uh, we need carbs to function. Our body runs on carbohydrate. It runs on glucose. We need glucose to function. If we cut out carbs, that's why we're tired and grumpy because our brain needs glucose as its main fuel source. Um, the same with sugar. Sugar is demonized. Yes, processed sugar shouldn't be part of our diet or should be a very small part of our diet, but sugar in, in general, the way our body looks at, at sugar like glucose in our food, you know, our body converts fruits. Fruits have healthy sugars because they have fiber in them as well. Um, our body converts beans and grains to glucose as well. Again, it kind of goes with, you know, carbs, our body needs carbs. So if you're doing a diet that cuts out food groups, um, such as grains, uh, fruit, beans, anything like that, I would stay far away from it. Because anything that's going to cut out access to you getting more nutrients into your body is not going to help you in the long run. It's just not. Um, you want to have as much access as you can to all those vitamin-rich foods and nutrient-dense foods that you can get. You want to have all the access you can. So try not to cut out those food groups because that's going to hinder your progress. And trust me, it doesn't work in the long run. People that do keto, you know, people that restrict fat or carbs, um, when they start eating those things again, they're all of the, the, I want to say the results, quote unquote results they got, you know, go away because as soon as you add those things back in, you're going to gain the weight back. Same when you calorie, calorie restrict, as soon as you add more calories back in, you're going to gain the weight back. So instead of being on this constant yo-yo of demonizing, you know, eating too much food, you know, carbs, 
fats, sugars, whatever it may be, just learn to eat in a way that encompasses all the things you need to thrive. And focus on the nutrients and stop demonizing particular food groups because it's not going to help you. As soon as you start to do that as well, you could be removing nutrients from your diet because when people take away food groups, they don't replace them. Um, This is something I see commonly as well with uh, women that experience a lot of digestive health issues. They cut foods out of their diet because they're getting a reaction in their body that they're not liking, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, heartburn, whatever it may be. And they're removing these foods, but they're also not replacing them. So not only are you removing foods from your diet, those foods represent nutrients. You could be losing nutrients in your diet, which means you're going to be hungrier in the long run because your body's like, hey, what the heck? Where are my nutrients? I need these to live. So if you are removing things from your diet, make sure you're replacing them. Um, Make sure that you're getting enough of them. So in all in all, just don't remove whole food groups from your diet. If it's a whole food, you know, kind of rethink why you want to remove this. What is the main goal? And is it sustainable in the long run? And usually you get your answer from that. And my last don't is don't weigh yourself. I know this doesn't have to do about diet, but it really has to do about mindset. Because I want you to imagine for a moment, you're going, you're getting up in the morning, and you know, you've eaten well this week, you've worked out every day, you're feeling good about yourself, you take out that scale because you want to see the results. You're like, yes, I did amazing. I know I feel better in my clothes. Like I'm rocking it. And you step on the scale and you didn't lose any weight. How do you feel right now? What is your mindset for the rest of the day? It's not going to be good, is it? No, it, it's not a good feeling. It is... Um, it's demoralizing. You feel like all of your efforts were pointless because that didn't translate to a number on the scale. And the scale is honestly one of those things that you should just throw away right now. And I say this with love because as someone that grew up in a household with adults that weighed themselves all the time and someone that, you know, struggled with an eating disorder, um, and was very much tied to the number on the scale. I understand how hard that can be, but I'm telling you now that that number on the scale is telling you nothing about your weight loss journey. And here's why. The main goal of weight loss is fat loss. People, when they say weight loss, they really mean fat loss because you don't want to lose muscle. You don't want to lose tissue. You don't want to lose anything else other than fat on your body. And the issue with that is the scale doesn't tell you fat loss. When you step on the scale, the only thing it tells you is how much your whole body weighs at that time. And that means your bones, your tissues, your muscles, your fluids, um, you know, your bowels. Like, did you go to the bathroom that morning? If you didn't go to the bathroom in the morning, you're going to be heavier than after you've gone to the bathroom. It's the reality. So the scale tells you nothing about your fat loss journey. It just tells you how much your entire body and all its glory weighs that day. And that is not going to help you. What's more going to help you is that if you focus on how you feel. So 
in the exercise that I just said, when you got up in the morning and you felt really good about the week that you had, about eating really great and all those other things before you got on the scale, focus on that. Focus on the fact that you feel better in your clothes, that you have more energy, that you feel really good, that you are able to eat healthier for your body, and that this way of eating and living is actually making you feel good in your life. Focus on that. Because when you're in the right mindset, you continue to make good choices for yourself. And those good choices will lead to you being able to manage your weight long term. We can't bully our brains and our body into looking the way we want it to. It doesn't work like that. The only thing will happen is we get into this really toxic mindset of, you know, I didn't get that number on the scale. You know, I'm a failure. I'm not feeling good. And that's when we could jeopardize all the work we've put into it. You know, if you feel really crappy about yourself after not losing weight and all the effort that you've put into it, you're like, well, what's the point? I'm just going to go eat things that aren't good for me because it doesn't matter anyway. When in fact it does, because there are things that you cannot see happening inside your body that don't show on the scale. You know, your body is healing. It's regenerating. Your cells are happy. You're, you're balancing out your hormones. You're healing your gut. All these good things are happening, but it just doesn't translate on the scale and you know, why should it? It's, it's not meant to be that way. So really just throw away the scale. It is just a demoralizing, toxic mindset thing that we should not have in our life. And if you want to kind of gauge your weight loss, I always say to my clients, gauge it on how your clothes fit. Are they feeling a little bit more comfy? Are they fitting more comfortable? Are you fitting into clothes you may have not worn in a while? Because ultimately that's what matters. It doesn't really matter you know, you could weigh a, a, like 30 pounds lighter, but if you're still fitting into the same clothes, you're probably not going to be happy, are you? But vice versa, if you're fitting into smaller clothes that you haven't worn in a while, but your weight has stayed the same, are you really going to care? No, because it's really what you see in the mirror. That's the ultimate thing. And you feeling good about yourself. That's the ultimate goal. So please chuck the scale out. It is not doing you any favors. Okay, it is time to focus on the do's. What should you do to help manage your weight? So I have two major things to talk about. The first one is you should focus on your gut health. As a gut health expert, yeah, I'm gonna say gut health because I know the impact that gut health has on weight management. It is unreal how much your gut health um, can really shift your weight. And that's because your gut microbiome, your gut bacteria, dictates so much about your body, including your weight. If you are eating nutrient-dense, fiber-rich foods, you are going to have healthy gut bacteria in your gut. You're going to have more healthy gut bacteria. And that means you're going to be craving healthier foods. You're going to be more likely to gravitate towards healthier foods, which is going to help you maintain and balance your weight. Alternatively, if you are eating more processed food, more sugar-rich food, you're going to have more unhealthy gut bacteria, including candida, which is a fungus overgrowth, um, which can take over and also prevent you from losing weight. And all of those unhealthy gut bacteria are going to continue to crave the unhealthy foods that are holding you back from reaching your weight loss goals. So they're going to make you crave more of the sugar, more of the processed foods. And that's just really not going to get you to where you want to go. It's also really interesting to look at 
gut bacteria on a scientific level in terms of weight loss. Um, studies have shown that people with certain gut bacteria generally have um, certain BMIs versus other people that have certain gut bacteria have you know higher BMIs or more overweight. Um, and one of the studies I remember reading, which I found absolutely fascinating, was actually a, a study done on fecal transplants. So if you don't know what fecal transplants are, it's essentially um, fecal matter that is taken from a healthy individual with healthy gut bacteria and implanted in someone that is with unhealthy bacteria. So usually fecal transplants are done for people with very serious bowel conditions. So Crohn's disease is a big one. So they're really just trying to repopulate the unhealthy person's microbiome. And these actually work very, very well. Um, Gut bacteria is incredible that they repopulate um, in whatever host that they're in. So I found that was completely fascinating. But um, I looked at a particular study where they took two different mice. Um, they they were both the same weight in the beginning, and they overfed one mouse, so it was it became overweight. Um, and then what they did is they took fecal fecal transplant. They did a fecal transplant. They took fecal matter from both mice and swapped them. So they put um, the fecal matter from the overweight mouse into the regular weight mouse, and took the fecal matter from the regular weight mouse and put it in the overweight mouse. And what ended up happening is that the regular weight mouse gained weight and the overweight mouse lost weight just from the fecal transplant. Crazy, right? That's absolutely crazy. But really, I mean, the microbiome and gut health is something that is being very much explored in science right now. I mean, over the last, I would say like five, 10 years, a lot of money has gone into exploring more about the microbiome because it's something that science hasn't really looked into deeply, but now we're really starting to realize that our gut microbiome plays a huge role in all areas of our health. And, you know, weight loss is included in that. This is why it's so incredibly important to focus on our gut health, making sure that our gut microbiome is happy, that we're eating nutrient-dense foods and really focusing on those nutrient-dense foods um, in order to keep our healthy gut bacteria numbers up and keeping those unhealthy gut bacteria at bay. We will always have unhealthy gut bacteria. We always need that balance. It's, you know, everything in life has a balance, but we need to keep them in check um, in order to keep our our health thriving and keep our weight in check as well. Okay, so the next do on my list is focus on your hormones. Yes, hormones play an incredibly big role um, in our weight management. I mean, the only mention of hormones or that I ever have heard about in the weight loss industry, in the common weight loss industry, is like the reference to our metabolism. I don't think anyone really understands what the metabolism is. They're just like, yes, take this pill because it boosts your metabolism. And like they always reference, if you eat too little, your metabolism slows down. But I mean, like what the heck is metabolism? Metabolism is essentially your body functioning. It is all the things going on in your body. It's your hormones. It's everything happening inside your body. It's the metabolic process of your body. That's what it is. So yeah, if you're ever wondering what metabolism is, that's pretty much what it is. And that encompasses your hormones. And there are so many different hormones in your body. Um, you know, there's a lot and they all do play an integral role in managing your weight. But I would say that the big ones um, would be the following. So the first would be your insulin levels, which is your blood sugar levels. And this is really important because this can trigger food cravings. 
Um, this is also responsible for giving you enough energy um, throughout your day. So of course, if you're on a diet and you're starving yourself, your blood sugar drops. Um, and then when you're reaching for you know food because you're dying of hunger and you reach for things that are going to give you quick energy, that's usually processed foods with sugar, and that's going to spike your insulin, um, which isn't going to fill you up for very long. You're going to be hungry like in a minute anyway. Um, and the reason for this is because anything that you eat spikes your insulin. Your, it spikes your blood sugar. So regardless of what you eat, everything spikes your blood sugar. But the ideal is that you're going to minimally spike your insulin levels so that they will minimally drop. Um, and when you're eating balanced meals like fiber, proteins, fats, that's what happens. You're getting a little spike and a little drop. Um, and those little spikes and those little drops ideally will happen throughout the day. Um, and that will keep you satisfied for longer. Um, when you start to eat simpler carbohydrates and sugar-rich foods, it gives your body a big spike, which your body loves, of course, because it's getting more influx of energy and sugar, but it also drops really quickly. Um, and it's a big drop, which means you're going to be very hungry very quickly, which means you're going to be constantly craving food. And you're always going to be craving those foods that are giving you that big spike because your body wants that big spike. Um, it's really craving that. Um, so we really want to stay away from sugar rich foods, um, like simple carbohydrate processed sugar rich foods, because we want to avoid that big spike and the big drop, because it means that when you eat a meal that's, you know, rich in simple carbohydrates, you're going to be hungry right away. And we don't want that. So you want to, you want to aim for the little spike, the little spike and the little drop. Um, and those foods usually have fiber in them and fiber dulls the impact um, of insulin spiking. A really interesting study showed that um, someone that ate simple carbohydrates throughout the day that also included a good portion of um, fiber-rich beans, it dulled the insulin spike from the simple carbohydrate food just from eating that serving of beans. So you can see how much fiber can impact not only the immediate meal you're eating, but also throughout your entire day. So imagine if you ate fiber-rich foods at every single meal. It really can make a difference. So insulin plays a huge role in that. Um, making sure that your blood sugar is healthy means that you are going to feel more satisfied for longer. You're not going to have food cravings. You're not going to have energy drops. Um, and we want to keep that being consistent. So the next hormone that we want to focus on is cortisol. So cortisol is our master stress hormone. Um, whenever you're feeling stressed out, either consciously or subconsciously, your cortisol spikes. And cortisol spikes can create um, food cravings. Um, it can impact the way our food digests properly. Um, so we really want to focus on reducing those cortisol levels. When I mean conscious versus unconscious stress, I mean Consciously, you generally know when you're stressed. For the, for most people that are you know aware of it, you know you're having a tough day at work. You had a fight with your partner. You're stressed about money. You're stressed about whatever it may be. You know that you're probably not in the best frame of mind. Subconscious stress means your body is um, feeling stressed, and this can happen when we're not sleeping enough, we're not eating enough nutrient dense foods, we're not hydrate enough. We're not drinking enough water. It's all things that your body perceives as stress. And those also can impact your hormones. So that's why it's so important to make sure that we're balancing all the areas of our life in order to keep our body healthy and happy. 
Making sure that our cortisol levels are low means that our digestive system, our body is going to prioritize digesting our food optimally. Um, and also we're not going to be gravitating towards craving certain foods to make us feel better. Um, and also foods that are um, like salty foods, for instance, we crave very salty foods. It's because our adrenal glands, which is where cortisol comes from, um, you know, goes through a lot of sodium. So if we're craving a lot of salty foods, we're always going to crave those salty foods um, or foods that, you know, we eat when we're stressed out as well. We gravitate towards chocolate or chips or whatever it may be when you're feeling stressed and anxious. So we want to be mindful of mitigating those cortisol levels in order um, to lower our stress levels, conscious and subconscious, in order for us to manage our weight and reach our weight loss goals. So the last group of hormones I want to talk about are your hunger cue hormones, your leptin and your ghrelin. And these hormones are responsible for telling your brain that you are hungry and that you are satisfied once you've finished eating. So your leptin is known as your satiety hormone. So it tells your brain that you are satisfied with your meal. You no longer am hungry um, and the hunger cues go away. And uh, vice versa, your ghrelin is your hunger cue hormone. It tells your body that I didn't get enough food. I didn't get enough nutrients. I need some. Let's eat. So those are really key when talking about weight loss because, of course, if you feel satisfied um, with the meals that you're eating, um, then you're not going to be craving foods all the time. You're not going to be hungry all the time. And, you know, vice versa. If you are not eating the right foods or you're not eating enough, you are going to be hungry all the time. Your ghrelin is going to be sending those signals to your brain being like, come on, let's eat some food. So making sure that those are balanced are really, really key. Um, and one of the biggest ways that this, you know, these can be in balance is when you're not eating the right kind of food because your, um, your leptin. So your satiety hormone is triggered by things like healthy fats, healthy proteins, and fiber. We have, uh, sensors in our stomach, um, that, that go off when our, um, when the contents in our stomach has reached a certain level. Um, so not only are we sensor, like our body censoring our stomach to make sure that it's not going to overfill, um, but it's also, you know, looking at the nutrients that we have in our stomach, right? Our body's judging what nutrients it's taking in. So it's going by those two things, making sure that we're eating the correct amount of food, but also the type of food that we're eating. So if we're not eating balanced meals, if we're eating, you know, simple carbohydrates, processed foods, you know, chemical laden foods, our body's like, nope not enough. I need more nutrients. Where are the actual vitamins, minerals, nutrients that my body needs to survive? And it will continue to be hungry. That ghrelin will continue to be triggered until you eat foods that actually, you know, satisfy your body. Another thing is when you eat foods that, you know, have a, you know, are really have a high caloric value, but very little bulk. So if you're eating a lot of, you know, oil, I say is a great example. Um, if you have like, I know I, I mentioned calories in the beginning of this episode, you know, not to count them. And I don't mean you should count them, but generally, you know, that oil has a higher caloric value than broccoli. Like we just know that because of the fat content, right? So if you're eating, um, if you're eating a cup of oil, the caloric intake for that is going to be huge versus if you're going to eat a cup of broccoli, the caloric intake is going to be a lot smaller. But because of those sensors, the calories for the broccoli, like the, there's so much fiber in there, it takes up a lot of room, a lot of bulk, which means your sensors in your stomach are going to detect all of that bulk a lot sooner than eating a whole cup of 
oil, a cup of oil is liquid. It doesn't take up very much room, which means that you're going to have to keep eating on top of that cup of oil, a lot of food in order for those sensors in your stomach to go off. So you really want to be mindful of how much bulk am I eating? Like what is the actual bulk of the food am I eating? And that's why fiber is so important when you eat things like fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, legumes, beans, grains, those have a lot of fiber. They have a lot of bulk, which means when you're eating, um, you know, a lot of those things and you're putting them in your, in your stomach, it's going to fill up pretty quick. Um, versus if you're eating, you know, processed foods, not going to fill up as quick and also void of nutrients. So your body's going to continue to be hungry. So being mindful, you know, of the foods that you're eating and the amount of fiber and proteins and fats is really key because they dictate how your leptin and ghrelin are managed. Of course, there are other things that dictate that, like the amount of stress that you're under, um, you know, how other hormones in your body is functioning, how your gut health is functioning. Um, but those, that's the main thing to look for every meal, because obviously you want to be able to do something right away that you can get your hormones in check. So looking at your meals, identifying, is there a lot of fibrous bulk in here? Um, and, and setting off those sensors in your stomach to make sure that you're full, um, is a really, really good idea and will really help you in terms of weight management. So that is our episode today. Thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. I hope that these tips really help you on your weight loss journey. Um, if you have any questions or any feedback, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me over on Instagram at, at @nutritionistchayla. Um, and yeah, feel free to send me a message. Let's chat. Um, also, if you're looking to improve your gut health, I have an amazing free healthy gut guide over on my website um, at glowinggutthealth.com forward slash free guide. It has some great digestion and gut health tips, as well as some delicious gut health recipes. So go ahead and grab that. Um, and other than that, I really appreciate you being here um, and being part of my community. And I really wish you all the best in terms of reaching your goals and I'm cheering for you. So keep going, take these tips on board and reevaluate what you're currently doing. You will get to your goals um, and you will have an amazing, um, healthy 2022. So I will talk to you next episode and have a wonderful week.